What do you think about artists living in the States? I think uh, it's more harder as in Germany. Yeah. Because uh, you pay more money, money for the education, and more money for your, you need more money for your life, and, and you get not so much uh, help. The art world in the United States is very fast and um, with a lot of money, but uh, the most cannot um, participate. Today's episode is a little different than the previous Not a Hobby interviews. Our guest is Dirk Rathke, an artist living and working in Berlin, Germany, and he does not have a full-time job that he balances with his art career. But I wanted to interview him anyways, since I feel like there's a fascination among the artist community in the US that longingly looks to their European colleagues. There's a sense that the funding and general support from the European governments for their artists is much more generous, so that they're able to focus full-time on their art career without having to take second or even third jobs. Dirk is a painter and has lived in Berlin quite some time. He was in Houston for an exhibition late last year, and I wanted to ask him some frank questions about what the assistant situation is really like in Germany. You'll be surprised how familiar it all sounds, despite some glaring differences. Um, I hope you enjoy this special Not a Hobby, which is generously sponsored by Eric Jarvis and Crushpad Productions right here in Houston, Texas. How long have you been an artist? In, or in, in Berlin, I guess. In Berlin, I think since uh, 1997. Yeah. As a real artist after uh, the art school. I had to work a lot in other jobs. Yeah. And to, um, to pay a studio and uh, the materials. And, and the problem was uh, to have not enough time to make art the studio and I, the first time I had a job uh, for three or four days in a week. What kind of jobs? What kind of jobs? Oh. <laughs> um, it's not so easy to find or to get a good job as an artist in Berlin, I think. Um, one possibility is uh, to construct um, ex exhibitions in museums. Okay, so like art, like hanging, hanging yeah. and so art handling. Yeah. Art handling and build up uh, the wall for the paintings. Oh, okay, so construction. Constructions. Yeah, okay. more constructions work. Okay. And, but I had a job uh, in, uh, in an office for planning um, Zugverkehr oder Zugstrecken. Oh, for, for, for trans transportation. For transportation or train lines. It was an office for uh, engineering, for train lines, and I had to draw all the, the engineering drawings. Oh. And Did you go to school for that? Um, yes, I studied for well, two years. Um, um, engineering before I start to study art. Oh, okay. And that was a, a, a good ground for get a 
job. But now you don't have any jobs. You just make your work. Uh, no. Yes. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, now I work in um, the education and I give, uh, well, I teaching um, mathematics and physics. I start uh, with uh, private lessons for uh, um, for children. Yeah, for so tutoring. Yeah, kind of tu tutoring. Yeah. yeah. You don't get uh, support from the government, but more from uh, the Bundesländer, from the states, and from cities. Okay. And and you get um, some uh, prizes where it's possible to get an art prize, maybe from uh, a city or from uh, an art institution. Mm -hmm. or, or, Kunstverein. Yeah. Do you know? It's more private. Yes, private. Like a foundation. Isn't a foundation. A foundation, yeah. yeah. And in Berlin, the city is like a state. Okay. Um, we have uh, different programs for artists. We have um, a program to get a studio. For example, you uh, for five euros. Square meters. Yeah. So you, it, they give you a reduction on the studio. Yes. They give you like a yeah. discount. They rent uh, huge uh, old buildings and reconstruct the okay. buildings, and you can rent a, a, a studio for ten years max. The program Dirk is talking about is the Atelier Programme, or the Berlin Studio Programme. It was founded in 1993 after the wall dividing East and West Berlin had fallen. It was just a matter of time before rents would start rising. The clear mission of the program, which was primarily initiated by artists living in Berlin, is that if the city wants to champion art, they need to ensure that the people producing this art have a space to do so. The artists banded together and started occupying museums, since this is where most of the public interacts with art. Uh, these demonstrations were meant to draw attention to their cause with the lead slogan, which is still in use today, um, no studios, no art. The studio program, once established, ensured that the artists were able to stay in Berlin and also attracted a lot of international artists to the city. This also attracted galleries, etc., and, and turned Berlin into the art center it is today. As the video, which is posted on Glass Tire, states, quote, the most important thing for artists is a space to work in. It is important to know that this program does not hand out grants. It doesn't support an individual artist, but rather the infrastructure that is necessary for an artist to make their work. Yeah, you have to apply and, and you have to, uh, uh, to declare your social uh, situation. Okay. You have not so much money or you have uh, children or something like that. Okay. And then you uh, get maybe uh, a studio. Oh, and then you can maybe get a studio. Maybe, so, oh, maybe. Okay. And <laughs> and we have uh, 
I don't know exactly, uh, five buildings in Berlin for, I don't know, a thousand artists. Right. Uh, and another possibility is to get uh, money for a, a catalog or for print stuff or for a video okay. or for some media production. And the third one is um, to get money for projects, art projects, for exhibition, for example. Okay. Or for installations or, or multimedia okay. stuff. So you actually have a lot of catalogs? Not a lot. I have uh, three or four small catalogs. Were they done through this program to apply for assistance to print the catalogs? Uh, my catalogs I have made by uh, myself and I have yeah, the most paid by myself and with the gallery together. Okay. And yeah, it's maybe typical uh, for German artists to have catalogs or print catalogs. Mm -hmm. and in Japan, uh, in Japan, mm -hmm. uh, they have also a lot of print stuff. Ah, okay. Uh, yeah, because uh, Japanese like uh, paper, I think. Why do you say that it's, it's of course German artists have catalogs? Do do Germans like paper? <laughs> or is it the archiving? <laughs> it's maybe um, cultural. Um, maybe the germs like books or I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of my art friends have uh, big or huge catalogs, uh, two centimeters. Or, oh my gosh, okay. And, uh, and produce every year a new catalog. Is, and is that through that program that they apply for it? And no, no, they no. just pay for it. The most, yeah, paid for it was together with the gallery. Okay. And yeah, some artists get um, uh, from programs, but the catalogs, uh, or the most catalogs, are very uh, small and thin. Yeah. With uh, um, sixteen uh, sheets. So. Okay. And uh, to produce um, printing stuff is uh, more cheaper. Okay. Now, uh, for 10 or 20 years, it was very expensive. And today, uh, you, you, you can make it by, uh, by your computer and send a PDF. Besides the studio program, the other types of assistance offered sound pretty typical. And very much like in the U.S., I wondered if your chances increase if you apply in a non-art center versus being part of the larger pool in a city like Berlin. Uh, yeah, that's just interesting. Uh, Berlin is very hard to get uh, money. Better is, um, I think, Nordrhein-Westfalen. Okay. Niedersachsen. Okay. And Bayern. Yeah. In, in some states, the situation is better. They have maybe not so much uh, artists yeah. or more uh, money to give okay. uh, away. And another possibility is uh, you can ask for money if you have uh, not enough money. Okay. Um, if you're in a, a 
bad situation yeah and you have to apply and you get money from the found for artists but oh, they for have not enough money oh okay but how long can but you can uh, apply only one time i think you can can't repeat it every year is not possible okay you have one chance yeah. uh, for that it's it's a little bit like um in germ uh, you know maybe social hilfe oder yeah yeah like welfare welfare yeah. program so but you can only apply once yeah. and then you have you have to move on yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah we, we have uh, in germany um a künstlerbund mm -hmm. um it's like an like a, an artist um artist union yeah artist union artist That's, union yeah and they um get money uh, from the government, I think, and money from uh, art market, Okay. from uh, taxes. Or, oh, from taxes. Tax, taxes. Uh, Steuer. Steuer, yeah. yeah. And, and they give, uh, or can give money for artists. They have a special insurance for artists in Germany. And that, that is a special insurance. The name is Künstler Sozialkasse. And I think it's one of the cheapest uh, insurance uh, in, in Germany. And you, uh, you pay a, a half part of the insurance. Mm -hmm. And the other part comes from uh, art taxes, from the taxes, okay. income taxes of art selling and and from uh, the government now this is a big one cheap health insurance available to artists artists across all genres as well as writers and publicists it is also remarkable to note that this program has been in existence since 1983 the criteria though is that you have to receive your main income from your art if you receive the majority of your income from a different job, you are disqualified. The reason being that if you have another job, you would receive health insurance through your employer. Of course, this program is rife with debate. On one side, it is a huge financial burden for the government to subsidize this, and there have been many calls to dismantle it. What I find interesting is that the defenders of the program state that by dissolving this assistance will mean the end of quote, free journalism in Germany. In 2008, a group representing music schools across all of Germany stated that this program is the only safety net available to artists and musicians. To get rid of it would be a slap in the face to, quote, those who despite great commitment and idealism are not exactly the winners of the economization of our society a society that is just beginning to realize the importance of the creative class for the future. You, you can ask uh, for insurance, uh, you say, I'm an artist, and you have, uh, <clears throat> I'm not sure, maybe uh, two or five years, uh, it's not a problem to be in, and after this time uh, they have a short check uh, that you if, are. if you are a real artist, uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Well, so so what is what is the um... so the shake is uh, a list of your exhibition and 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 uh, invitation cards or uh, catalogs or okay. something like that. Okay. And it's it's really cheap. Also you you, you can uh, I'm not sure start with sixty euros per month. Oh, wow. <laughs> And you get all the health everything, care. Everything is included. included. Wow. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Do you apply every year to different... Like you have your studio, I'm guessing, through this program? Um, I'm a little bit lazy to apply a lot uh, because it's a little bit boring and... Boring, yeah. And <laughs> Um, I had not so much um, erfolg um, oh, so success yeah, I had not so much success with uh, my application okay. I, I had a studio for uh, 10 years uh, from the city and then after 10 years I had to move out they said it's enough and you have uh, different artists uh, some artists have um, or work alone, mm-hmm. and uh, other artists work uh, like a workshop, I have uh, 10 uh, assistants, or work more together, and, and I like it more uh, to do art by myself, and, and I have all the decisions. Since Dirk does operate in the gallery world and relies on sales of his work, um, I asked if he feels pressure to produce work that sells. Um, yeah, in the first time I feel uh, much of pressure mm-hmm. be- because uh, it was uh, difficult to come in the art scene, scene or, or yeah. galleries. And, and after that I had I feel a lot of pressure uh, to uh, produce art uh, every day and and with uh, every exhibition new art uh, yeah and that that was a real pressure for me but uh, after 10 years I think uh, you know um, where you stay uh, in the art and uh, how uh, the function and the all the connections and, and you have more overview and I think you can be more a little bit relaxed but uh, every time I think pressure because you, you have to uh, deliver um, art and new art and, and uh, surprise and right. uh, <laughs> surprise uh, collectors and uh, that's the thing oh new and I have to uh, have it. And have it and <laughs> for me it's the best to, to be a little bit uh, between uh, I do my own thing mm-hmm. and uh, I should be more relaxed and not so uh, look every time what do all the other colleagues, artists. Yeah. And uh, you should do more uh, relaxed your, your own uh, art. And yeah. <laughs> I like that. (laughs) (laughs) And um, it's a little bit like a a play. Uh, You you can have uh, good luck or 
more bad luck and it's difficult yeah. to to um, to push your luck. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this special episode for Not a Hobby with Dirk Radke. You can find out more information on Glastire about his work as well as links to the Atelier program in Berlin. All that and more on glastire.com. That is glass tire like a tire made out of glass.com. Once again, I'd like to thank our generous sponsor, Eric Jarvis and Crushpad Productions here in Houston for making this possible. See you next time.